You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Is Aaron Rodgers really helping the situation? I think not, Joseph Anthony Arthur Fortenbaugh. I think not. <laughs> it is Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Joe, fresh off a uh, parent-teacher day uh, this morning at school, which I used to dread as a uh, you know grade schooler, could not. Uh, the, the last thing I ever wanted was my parents in the same room as my teacher ever for any reason whatsoever. I don't know how the kids do it nowadays because when you and I were younger, if the detention slip was coming home in the mail, the notification that you would be late coming home a day in the future because of detention, I could try to beat my parents to the mail. You and I yeah. have talked about this. I'm sure you're very familiar with that gimmick as well. Everything's digital digital nowadays. Like There's oh. no beating your parents to the snail mail. They're going to be notified. Now, thankfully, I have a first grader and a pre-K. So I'm not necessarily dealing with hijinks like that, but it's right. going to be a, a cold day in hell when you slip one past me somewhere down the line. And I've been trying to drill that into them from the beginning. Just know the old man's always three steps ahead because he pulled off pretty much every caper you could pull off when you're a young gentleman. Hey, and you're an attorney, by the way. <laughs> well, <laughs> doesn't I did either. go to law school, but uh, <laughs> I didn't do much with it after that. <laughs> anyway, it is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Be a part of the Carlin versus Joe Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Calls 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve. Aaron Rodgers, as we know yesterday, Joe, went on the Pat McAfee show and was sitting on his couch somewhere in California, uh, popping on the show. I don't know, remember, I can't remember an injured player who shows up and does more interviews than Aaron Rodgers. And the one interview is with Pat McAfee. I understand that. And they have a great relationship. Uh, good for Aaron. Uh, good for Pat. Who is this really helping? Take a listen to this yesterday, okay? I understand trying to be a leader. But tell me where this truly is going to help the situation. I want to see us stick together through the tough times. I said it to him, you know, in preseason, you know, our, our toughest task is being handling success. And that's whether we're having success or not having success. It doesn't mean you're winning all the time and you're getting out the right way. It's when we're not having success, how do we respond? How do we respond to adversity? And that goes for our fan base and former players as well. You're not helping the cops. <laughs> you're not helping the cops. Speaking of which, I don't know that this is really helping the cause, Joe. And the reason I say that is because the more out there that Aaron Rodgers is, the more of it is a reminder that he's not there, that they don't have him to play with. Bill Parcells used to not want injured players anywhere around the facility for that very reason. He didn't want everybody thinking about the fact that they didn't have the guy that they used to have, and thus, we can't win this week. That's certainly not 
something that Aaron Rodgers is helping with at the moment. Not the only reason, but let's start there. All right, couple points on this. First, and this is just a quick point, at the tail end of that commentary from Rodgers on McAfee's show, he mentions how it's not it's not helpful from the fans, right? Like, what, what was the what was the exact quote at the end? If you don't have it, I don't. I don't it doesn't necessarily. No, matter. we can play it again. It's not helpful from the fans. It's not helpful from the team or from the the teammates. That's good enough. That's good yeah. enough. Not helpful for the fans. Not helpful from the teammates. The fans part I want to focus on because people tried to tell you this when you were signing up to go to New York. Like in New York, it's very different. Media fan base, it's different than what you're accustomed to in Lambeau. Okay, Green Bay is a very different situation. It's an outlier. If you were to compare it to anything, it's probably more like Buffalo in terms of small town mentality, fans that support you even when you're down. It's not necessarily like that in New York. So that's just something he has to get accustomed to. The fans aren't going to change. That's how they do their business. Now, to everything else, I tend to disagree with you a little bit because I'm looking at this Jets team that brought Rodgers in and Rodgers is a proven winner. All right, people will knock him. He's only got one Super Bowl. Yeah, there's a knock. You've only got one, right? Same thing with Drew Brees. But he was in the playoffs routinely. He was winning MVP awards. He's going to the Pro Bowl. He's winning games. The Jets don't do that. That's not the Jets. They don't go to the playoffs. They don't win games. They've had one winning season over the last 12 years. They've won five or fewer games in five of the last seven seasons. They are an afterthought when it comes to competition in the NFL. Rodgers coming in wasn't just about leading them to a Super Bowl and turning things around. It was about bringing that leadership into the locker room as well. And I'd imagine everyone was gassed up about it, and then four plays into the season, it was over. So I think on his mind, he is to himself saying – what can I do to contribute here? Like this has been a complete bust for everybody because it only lasted four plays. How can I contribute? And I think this is what he feels is best trying to take on the leadership role. Cause I'll ask you this, who on that team is the leader? Take Rogers away. Who's the leader of the New York jets. I mean, it should be somebody like CJ Mosley, but I don't know the answer to that. I when was the last time that... you heard CJ Mosley speak? Do you know what he sounds like? Not to knock Mosley, yeah. but do we ever hear from him? No, we we do, but it's not like he's out in front every day like Aaron Rodgers is. Or I shouldn't say every day, but not out in front and certainly not going to create the buzz that Aaron Rodgers is. And this is my problem, Joe. Aaron Rodgers thinks that's the only way that he can help is to draw all more attention to him. You want to know the real way you can help? Shut up, show up in the building, and don't talk from a distance publicly about what's wrong with the team. I'm sure, to give him the benefit of the doubt, that he has said that to guys via text message or whatever. Publicly, this doesn't help because it puts more pressure on the situation. And at the same time, it speaks to the level of arrogance that Rodgers has about this whole thing. That... Everything was on his shoulders to lead this team to a championship this year. It speaks to him getting out of Green Bay. The only way I know how to help or to how to get things done is for me to go out publicly and let everybody know about it. No, 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 no. You, If this is your little buddy and you want to help Zach Wilson out, then go help him out. Then, you know, once the injury is over, jump on a Zoom Uh, The rehab is over. Jump on a Zoom. Let's go through the game plan. Let's do all those kinds of things, and let's keep our mouths shut. Because I honestly don't think that when he's out here talking about how bad things are, and the players are talking to Rich Cimini about how bad things are, and there's going to be a revolt from the defense and all of that, 
None of it is solving the central problem. Their best option to win is Zach Wilson. That's not a good option, but how do they get it to be a better option, helping him out in every way that they can? So is this, this is more, of a, more of a uh, you know, compliment publicly, criticize privately sort of thing? No, I think it's I think it's I think it's criticizing both publicly and privately. I'm sure he's saying to them that hey, we can't have that kind of stuff on the sideline. How much no, can a guy lead from his couch though? That's my question. No, I know, but that's that's what they they talk about like from a leadership perspective when if you ever read these leadership books, not just about sports or, or anything, but coaching and and business and whatnot, if you're going to compliment someone, compliment them publicly so it looks good in front of everyone. Right. Play to people's egos, play to their emotions. Criticize Privately, You don't want to embarrass someone in front of everyone else. So when he's talking about all their issues publicly and you speak to the fact that you feel that this isn't helping, is that the, the point you're getting at? That these, these extra criticisms publicly are what adds to more pressure? Because I think, th- to an extent, I, I don't think there's any pressure in New York on anyone anymore. I think it's done. It's uh, a white flag season. We've all seen it. There is no Zach Wilson 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. Zach Wilson is who we saw at the beginning, and that looks like it's never going to change, and the season is over. So I don't yeah. think there's any pressure in New York, but in terms of adding some, you know, I, 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 I could see where you're coming from. Well, but the point is, there's only a certain amount of games guys have in the league to try and go win, and the Jets are tossing aside this season right now, if, that's the, if you're going to keep running them out there. And – and now we hear that the defense is really frustrated with how much Robert Sala has backed up Zach Wilson publicly. Yeah, and I mean, what, all were we not talking about this for? We were talking about this for weeks on yeah. this show. You, yeah, you ha- all we ever hear about with coaches is holding people accountable. Wilson plays awful, and the head coach is constantly telling everyone he's the best chance for winning. We believe in him. Like we know that's crap. Your players know that's crap, and that's where the locker room's eventually going to turn on him. That's what's so surprising about all this is this unwavering support for Wilson. He's been terrible. You don't have to come out and throw him under the bus, but stop telling us things like he gives us the best chance to win. Say well, things that, like this see, is the hand the we've is. been dealt. We as a team have to rise above. Stop focusing on him. But the problem is... What he is saying is a factually correct statement. He is not saying he gives us a good chance to win. Right. Out of the options available, he gives us the best chance to win. That is not the best chance to win of anybody ever in the world. It's not he's an amazing player. That's not what he is saying. He is trying to be publicly supportive in a factually correct statement that actually doesn't mean a whole lot when you really break it down. And my overall point with Rodgers is just that. If you want to help, do it quietly. Because when you are criticizing from afar and you think that that is the only way to help in this instance because they don't have a leader, nobody leads from the couch, dude. Nobody leads from the couch. So just do what you can do behind the scenes and lay off. Do the interviews. Do whatever you want. You're clearly going to do that. But it speaks more to what Rodgers has been about for the last five years. And that's about Aaron Rodgers. Big Phil is hot this morning. Big Phil is hot in the opening because segment. this stuff drives me up the wall. It drives me up the wall. Because Figuratively, I, I of have... course, gravity has something to say about that. <laughs> 
got to slide one in, don't you? I, 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 you got to stay awake with me. You know and, that. <laughs> and you're wearing a shirt that has donuts on it, and you're All sliding that place. one in on me. <laughs> Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Here's a couple of things, by the way. Here's here's a little bit of eh, breaking news with it. Breaking, breaking news? <laughs> Trevor Simeon will be inactive this week. Good for Trevor Simeon. (laughs) It's it's the Chiefs. You don't need to make your debut in that matchup. (laughs) All I know is the Rams threw Baker Mayfield out there 18 hours later. Yeah. You can't throw Trevor Simeon into this mix. I'm not saying he's going to be a savior, but you know what, Joe? Trevor Simeon gives them the best chance to win. (laughs) You're missing the whole point here. If I'm not mistaken... Uh, after playing the Chiefs this weekend, the Jets, if I'm not mistaken, are in Denver. That is a Trevor Simeon revenge spot if I've ever seen one <laughs> because he used to play in Denver. The Jets are playing chess here, buddy. You just haven't noticed it yet. Uh, apparently so. Apparently <laughs> so. Because they have been lining it up for a sentence that nobody ever thought they would ever utter in their lives. The Trevor Simeon revenge game. <laughs> Whatever by the way, motivated. Uh, by the way, Robert Sala said that Rogers is quote not wrong with his comments about players losing poise, but adds that it's not an issue; it's just players showing frustration. Good luck with that, Bob. Okay. The Jets are once again an afterthought in the AFC East. Coming up, we're going to tell you why a two-team race might be a one-team race after Sunday. That's next. Carlin versus Joe just getting started on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts good news ad free listening is available on amazon music included with your prime membership amazon music offers the most ad free top podcasts enjoy shows like first take part of the interruption and the low post available ad free and uninterrupted to start listening download the amazon music app or go to amazon.com slash espn pods that's amazon.com slash espn pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads He's gone. 30. Nobody's going to catch the 18. Touchdown. The Wild score the Miami Dolphins 70 and the Broncos 20. Impressive, man. Absolutely. I was hoping that we kicked it, but unfortunately we didn't. So, honestly, that's the respect, you know, just because you don't go for it like that. And the way McDaniel handled it, I think that I was very professional. 
You know, we talked yesterday about Eagles and the Dolphins in Week 7. I really am looking forward to Buffalo this Sunday to see what this looks like for the Buffalo Bills trying to somehow figure out a way to stop a team that just scored 70 points. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, I just, just as a brief aside, I will make sure that you know this. I am missing the mustache. Oh. I'm missing it. R.I.P. Hashtag R.I.P. Stash. Well, take it up with Doug Peterson and the Jaguars, because that was my survivor pick. And when they fell flat on their face in a pool of their own vomit in that matchup against Houston, the mustache had to go, which, uh, as embarrassing as this is to say, it made it two more weeks than it did last year because I got eliminated in week one with the Niners against the Bears. So for anyone listening who doesn't understand, I grow the mustache every year. I tie it to my survivor pick. We shave it on air daily wager on ESPN too uh, when we get eliminated and um, yeah I can't even get out of the damn month of September to be honest with you yeah it's a little disappointing I'm sure but I, I just grown <laughs> to um, to really appreciate it over the last few weeks after frankly being quite skeptical at the beginning and I think it, you would understand why it's caused a lot of problems at ESPN because all the photography of me that's used for virtually every hit I do anywhere is me without a mustache. Then I grew it. Then all the shows wanted to change the photography to mm. include the mustache. And now as soon as they got it done, I immediately got eliminated. And now everyone needs to scramble again. I am apparently creating a lot of work for a lot of people at this company. I apologize for that. I thought it was just a mustache. It's not. It's apparently like a lifestyle at this company. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish you nothing but the best with uh, <laughs> T's and P's to you, buddy boy. Thank with you. all those photo shoots you're going to have to redo. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Look, I honestly believe that the winner of this game is going to end up winning the AFC East. Right now, if I'm not mistaken, the Dolphins are at minus 130 to win the division and the bills are right around plus 140 something like that uh, in that ballpark at the very least so with that being the case joe uh, when i look at this this sunday i think the under evaluated or underappreciated part of what buffalo has done so far is that they have played very good defense They have given up the second-fewest points in the league. Granted, only through three games, one of those games is against the New York Jets without Aaron Rodgers. But I'll still point to that because it's something that when we looked at Buffalo at the beginning of the year, all anybody ever talks about is Josh Allen. Is their offense going to be able to hold it together? Is their line going to hold up? Their defense was never a talking point. I, I can't wait to see each week what defensive coordinators come up with to try to stop the, the Miami Dolphins offense. Well, Mike McDaniel's playing a new level of football in Miami. He had this quote that you and I read on Monday when we talked about that 700-plus yard outburst against Denver where he said, if you're doing things offensively that have always been done before, right, part of the established way of doing things, uh, you're not – you're not going to have any sort of advantage whatsoever. You're going to give the advantage to the defense because they're familiar with this. The only way to break the system is to do things differently, and that's what he's doing. I mean, you watch wide receivers running free all over the field in these matchups. He gets his guys in the space, and he lets them make plays. His quarterback has been extremely efficient. His quarterback has been put in a situation to succeed, and he is doing exactly that. What we are going to see in Orchard Park on Sunday is a big statement from somebody. A big statement because Buffalo, you're right, the defense has looked good against the Jets, against the Raiders, and against the Commanders. 
This is a big test. You don't need to shut these guys down, but if Miami's not going to win the AFC, someone's going to have to put together a defense that can get a couple stops, that can find a way in crucial spots to make Miami squirm a little bit, and that hasn't really happened this season. Week two, Sunday night football at Foxborough, still hung 24. It wasn't perfect, but that's what good teams do. They rise above in tough situations against very good defenses. Buffalo is not going to win this game 45-40. I don't see that happening. If no. Buffalo's going to win this game, they're going to have to hold Miami somewhere in the mid to low 20s, and they're going to have to make some key plays defensively in order to do it. Because any shootout against anyone in the NFL right now, Miami's going to be the favorite to win that game. Does the winner of this game win the AFC East? And I know it's week four, but does the winner of this game win the, win the division? I would not. I, in the, if Miami wins, I'd be inclined to say yes. If Buffalo wins, I'd be inclined to say hold on because it's Miami on the road in Buffalo. They still get a shot at Buffalo back in Miami, and that would even things up. So I would say I would not. I would only give the winner the division if it's Miami winning this game. If Buffalo wins, I'd say great win for Buffalo. Back on track. They've erased the demons from week one, but I'm not going to rule out Miami just because they lost a road game at Buffalo in late September. There's an awful lot working in the Dolphins' favor here. Part of it, 77 degrees and sunny sunny Sunday in Buffalo. Uh, That certainly helps them. But also that, Joe, if they do win this game, they're going to run away and hide. That's how the winner of this game wins this division, basically, on Sunday. Then you're looking at almost a two-game lead at that point. And I don't know how they would possibly uh, – you would be looking at a two-game lead at that point, and I don't know how you possibly come back from that against this team unless there is major, major uh, injury issues that pop up. I don't also- – ex- otherwise, I, I'm trying to come up with answers, and I don't have many. Like, I have a bigger appreciation today. I was thinking about this last night for what Belichick did and just limiting him to 24 points a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I would say that if Miami wins this game, you have to remember they will now be 2-0 and in the division as well. Not just 4-0 and overall. They'll have a win over the Patriots, and they'll have a win over the Bills. And those are two road games. So yep. the deck is going to be set perfectly for them. For the Buffalo to lose, they're 0-2 in the division. You'd have a loss to the Jets, which that could come back and haunt them. So if you're going to sit there and be 0-2 in the division, 2-2 and overall, and already lost home field to Miami, it is going to be tough climbing out of that. Let's play a little Monday's headlines today. If Miami wins this game, are we talking about them as the best team in the NFL? Are they moving up to power ranking number one? For some people, uh, it will. They will. What about the big fella? It, do the Eagles roll? Uh, the Eagles this week have... I don't think it's related. They have the Commanders. Commanders. Say the Eagles win a nice, convincing game against the Commanders. They don't, they don't beat them by 50. They beat them 31-14, 31-17. Until the Eagles lose, I'm not taking them out of the top spot. Okay, so the Eagles are number one until they have shown you a reason to not believe, and that would have to be a bad performance in some regard. Correct. Okay. And, like, with the 49ers, I think, have the Cardinals this week, don't they? Correct. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, they they're not like going to lose that game. So. I'm going to have those two in the top two spots simply because, as constructed, they are the two most complete teams to me, but Miami is right there. Miami is very closely, uh, very, very quiet not even quietly very closely entering into that top tier i don't even have them quite there yet 
on a unrelated note, I've got mm. a big problem in this household. I'm in Las Vegas, for those who are unaware. I'm smelling bacon. The wife is clearly down there making some oh, sort of breakfast. I wow. can guarantee you it, none of it is for me. And I'm just, it has, it has made its way all the way up here to the studio, and I'm completely distracted. Is there a greater smell on the planet than bacon? There's there's very Thank few you. that are more distracting outside of yeah. gas that might blow up your, your home or your property because that will obviously distract you. But from a non-life-threatening standpoint, the smell of bacon will take your mind in places you might not necessarily be prepared to go. But you didn't answer the question. Is it the it's, greatest it's the smell yeah, on the It's planet? the best. It's the best. I'm trying to think of something I'd enjoy the, more. The, the only other thing that I could ever compare it to is when I worked overnight shifts in Queens, New York. Mm-hmm. I would come out and it was somewhere, some, somewhere, somehow near a donut factory <laughs> or a Dunkin' Donuts or something. And the donut smell of being made, it's, I mean, like, it's right there. It's right there. Take me now, Lord. Take me now. Yeah. Like, I, 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 it would almost be for me like the, the old cartoons where somebody would smell something and then all of a sudden I rise in the air and I'm following the smell <laughs> Coasting along <laughs> through the air, almost flying, trying to find, where are you, Donut Factory? Lead me. Lead me. Oh, the big man by a Donut Factory. That is just a disaster waiting to happen. It really is. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. My friends fall into a hiring spree with Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates, sponsor a job, and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Why has the Dolphins' offense been just that hard to stop? And Robert Sala said Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show every week, not going to be an issue. Has he already lost the Jets' locker room? It's next. Carlin, Joe, pitted against one another on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When it comes to Zach Wilson, it's filtering through everything that you're hearing and understanding what you need to do with your actions on the football field to get some of those people off your back. With Zach, I just say, don't read the papers. Don't be watching the TV and the broadcast or what everybody's saying. You got to self-analyze what's going on. You got to find a way to block some of that out. I mean, obviously you're going to hear about it. When you're riding high, you can't get into it too much. It's like when the whole world feels like it's crashing down and you can't get too wrapped up in that. 
I don't know how you would be able to escape any of any of the talk right now. Like you can turn off the radio, you can not read anything, but how exactly? Like, if Zach turned on the Kardashians at home at night, they're probably talking about how bad he sucks right now. <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that, but how bad he's playing poorly right now. I mean, am wrong. I wrong? Like, there, there's nobody who's not talking about it right now. It's either that or Taylor Swift. It's that- which story fizzles faster, Wilson and the Jets or Dion and the Buffaloes. And that doesn't mean Colorado's going to completely fade away, but you'll notice this week not as much talk about Colorado since they got blown out by Oregon. And with USC coming to town this weekend, another blowout loss could have everyone looking for a new story in college football. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Yeah, I shouldn't phrase it like that. I phrased that wrong. That was bad. Anyway, <laughs> let's bring it. I, mean, I didn't mean for that to have any kind of mean-spiritedness to it. It's more no. just how bad it is right now. Oh, my God. Andrew, you sound skeptical. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, joins us right now. Hawk, it's Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh. We appreciate the time, as always. So let's just start there. Let me ask this question. Does Aaron Rodgers being removed from the team, talking publicly about what's wrong with the team from a distance, actually help? No, of course not. Of course, of course, that doesn't help. Now, does it hurt it? I, I can't, I can't de- definitively make that declaration either. Um, but this team, I, I mean, they they were excited about this season because of Aaron Rodgers. They got one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever pick up the football um, in free agency. And, you know, as you heard, they were talking crazy. They, I mean, 85 Bears, Super Bowl, everything was was awesome when Aaron Rodgers was there. So him going and doing interviews on a weekly basis and, you know, he's kind of at that age in his career where he's not just saying the typical player speak, right? It's not echoing everything that the coaches are saying on the podium or the, or the players are trying to – you know, mask what they actually feel. So it is going to have some effect because he he does influence the people in the New York locker room. That players, coaches, front offices, what he says matters. And so, you know, it's kind of one of those powers that he can use for good or for evil, but it it, it definitely doesn't have no effect, I should say. That's the downside of the division. The upside of the AFC East is the Miami Dolphins, who just hung 70 points on the Denver Broncos in Sunday's win. Now, we're not going to see 70 points every single week. But this offense right now, how dangerous are they? How difficult are they to stop? Extremely dangerous. Um, And I think the misconception is is just because they have fast players. is the NFL. A lot of people have fast players. I think the thing that makes them extremely special is the way Mike McDaniels you, Mike McDaniel utilizes the talent of the people he has. I think most offensive coordinators have an offense that they force the players that they get to fit into. And I think Mike is different. I think Mike looks at what he has, and he de- develops his offense and game plan um, to make sure it predicates around their actual talent. And they are paying at full speed. They are using – you know, a lot of crossing routes. They are going out to go in, going in to go out, which actually breaks the rules of wide receiver play and how you want to develop pass concepts. Also, with that speed motion that they use and utilize before the snap, it allows Tua to diagnose plays quicker, get the ball out of his hands faster, and it's actually keeping Tua safe, right? Like, this is Mike doing his part to make sure they combat any issues that they saw a year ago, which is what a true 
coach should be able to do. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us. It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Um, when you look beyond that, is this an offense that truly has a chance to be one of the best that we've ever seen? I think so. I, I think so. I mean, like what I look for in an offense that we talk about like that is innovation. And innovation is, you know, the the – not just thinking different, it's the ability to do do something different and understand that's where the opportunity is. And so they are they are running their offense differently than we've ever seen. They're even running their offense differently than they did a year ago, right? Understanding that teams going through the offseason with the mindset of, okay, let's let's use this downtime to really study the people that we're going to see and make sure we put a stop to what we couldn't uh, or had trouble with a year ago. And so I, I think it is one of those special offenses. It does remind me a little bit of the greatest show on turf because, again, the only opportunity is is to do something that you haven't done before or haven't seen before. And, you know, I, I think the Dolphins are doing that in a very special way as illustrated by putting a 70-burger against the Denver Broncos. Hawk, the team they put it on this past weekend, the Denver Broncos, I mean, 0-3. It is not the start Sean mm-hmm. Payton wanted. Bigger problem in Denver right now. Is it the quarterback play of Russell Wilson, or is it the coaching of Sean Payton? I think it's a combination. Whenever somebody puts 70 on you, I mean, yeah, you could talk about the people on the field all you want to, um, but this is the NFL. Everybody's on scholarship. It's why the Arizona Cardinals can come out and beat the Dallas Cowboys by two scores. These are NFL players, right? And I, I play for – the Cleveland Browns when we were 1-15 and and even still knowing and going into games, no, realizing we didn't really have that good of a chance, we, the games were still close. Anytime you get beat by that much, it's absolutely a big part of the coaches. That was You were out game plan. You were out coached in every phase of the game, at every position. They had your number almost as if they knew what you were doing. And, and again, that is, that is the, the kiss of death in the NFL. So, you know, yes, Russell Wilson absolutely needs to play better. We've said that. Sean Payton was supposed to be able to get the best out of him and, and have Russ cooking again. But I would say, yeah, those coaches definitely got to go take a, a long look in the mirror and, and figure out what they're doing um, and contributing to this, this 0-3 record. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes. All right, good chat. He, he didn't See appreciate you. He was Apparently like that. Not. You know what? Forget this guy. I'm out of here. Exactly. Can you blame him? I'm no, out. I was just about to say, Hawk, I, I, I feel it. Contractually, yeah. I have to stick it through, but I feel it. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Good talk. We'll see you out there. Uh, wait until you hear back. <laughs> what a Super Bowl champion said about what is happening in Denver. You won't believe who they backed. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio. Now let's talk about the play of the week, the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and boom. Añejo tequila came in with a smooth assist to hypnotic's tropical fruit finish shaken, strained, poured it was green and good the playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base 
How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Decisively by a score of 70 to 20. Obviously, uh, that was embarrassing and uh, tough to watch. There weren't a lot of positives to take from that game. I'm tired of losing, man. I've been here for seven years and all I've done is loss, and it's frustrating. I, I can't get off the smell stuff. Yeah. I really can't. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, because you got the smell of bacon wafting through your house right now as it's being prepared downstairs, not for you, which is a problem. Fun, fun fact on that, fun yeah. fact. Uh, during the last break, I did sneak down there. There was one piece that was set aside for me. So <laughs> I may have jumped the gun on the judgments of my, my lovely wife. Thank you for the one piece of bacon. I mean, we, we could argue the, you know, one piece, really? That's, no one wants one that's more piece. of an insult than anything. That, that's more of, more of making a point. Like, yeah, I saved yeah. you a slice. Yeah, here's the, here's the one bite of ice cream I, I have for you. Exactly. Like, what's one bite going to do for me other than enrage me? Yeah, no, all that does is really stick it to you more than anything else. Here's yeah. one. Everybody else ate all the rest. <laughs> here's the here's the scraps. Yes. <laughs> it was between you and the dog, and the dog already had his. Right, the dog already had his four uh, strips already, <laughs> you know. The biggest shock here is that his wife listens to the show. So she's listening, hears that he's talking about the bacon, and puts, like, a piece on the side because she heard the show. I That's a shocker. I, I, I don't think that's actually what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I think that piece was one less, one additional piece for one of the two children that they just hadn't gotten to yet. And then when I came down, it was a, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we set this aside for you. Yeah. I, or it just kind of was like it was left. Was it maybe left over? And you just, oh, oh yeah, here, yeah, here. Oh, yeah. we forgot we had this one. It had fallen on the floor, and we were going to throw it out. But here, here, you can have it. You were reading me we a love tweet. You. you were reading me a tweet during the break. What was the tweet about the smell thing? Because I'm, I direly, I, I direly, direly. I don't even know. I, I honestly believe that the greatest smell on earth is bacon cooking. Okay, so we had talked about that earlier, and then Richard White on Twitter, he's listening, and he tweets me this. I live in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, home of the Quaker Oats cereal mill. Every couple weeks, the entire city smells like crunch berries. Oh. That's my best smell. Wow. I'm not That's extraordinary. See, I'm a, I'm a Captain Crunch purist. I don't want crunch berries, but that must be a hell of a smell. I mean, Cedar Rapids, Iowa is, has not branded itself properly because I never had heard of this. Yeah. Cedar Rapids, Iowa should have this as part of the whole come visit Cedar Rapids, Iowa. We smell like crunch berries <laughs> because it doesn't mean I'm going there for a week in late February over my usual Mexico trip. But I'd be willing to swing by if I'm driving across the country. That's for damn sure. I know that's exactly how I'd be marketing it. That's just me. <laughs> 
Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Uh, I could not get over this this morning on Get Up. You had Kimberly Martin and Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL reporter and NFL analyst, respectively, discussing who would last longer in Denver between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. If you were this fan base, if you were this front office, you brought in Russell, it didn't work. You brought in Sean Payton. How much time do you give it? I think Russell, they have to see how the season plays out. But how much time do you give this experiment? And who do you keep if this experiment doesn't work? Yeah, who, I mean, who, who are you going to? Right, which I'm one? keeping Russell Wilson. I'm telling you right now, I'm keeping Russell Wilson. Yeah, like, I mean, you there can... ain't a whole lot of them. Let me tell you, God don't just go, there's, there's 32 of them because there ain't. Yeah. There ain't 32 they, good they, ones they, like Here's that. my thing. I'm if just you telling believe... you. Yeah, there ain't 31 of them because Russell Wilson ain't one of them. I mean, let's be clear about that. So this I, I is went, Saturday saying you go with Wilson over Sean Payton. Yeah, because okay. of, because it's so hard to find a quarterback in that spot. And I could not disagree more. One of them uh, I, I look at and has been purely about trying to win all the time. And one of them was a while ago about that, but has fallen off a cliff in terms of his play and has been more about the marketing of himself than anything else. I'm rolling with Sean Payton there long term. I mean, year two in Denver, Wilson's completion percentage is up 5%, which is good. His TD to INT ratio is much better this year. It's not great, but it's much better. His yards per attempt is up. His quarterback rating is up. It looks like his sacks are somewhat on pace, maybe down a little mm. bit from last year. So there's an improvement, but that it's not a large improvement. And quite frankly, you know, it's what's an improvement off what we saw last year. Last yeah. year was terrible. I, I, I don't know if either one of them is going to be the answer. We can sit here and pit them against each other and say, which would you rather have? I don't know if I want either of them. With Wilson, it looks like we're nearing the end of the career. There's plenty of signs to show us that we're not going to go back to what we saw during his heyday in Seattle. So what is the true upside here? What's the ceiling? And is it good enough to get you to and then deep in the playoffs? For Peyton, I wonder... You know, how much of the success was the situation in New Orleans? It's not to say he's not a good coach. He's a very good coach. But the best years of Sean Payton were years ago. And he did have a Hall of Fame quarterback at his disposal, of which he does not have now. So the way they're losing this season, you lose a tight home game to the Raiders in week one. They're not good. Week two, you blow a halftime lead against the Commanders who are okay. And again, that's another home game. Then you go on the road and you get beat by 50. I mean, none of this has been impressive, Carlin. Has there been anything you've seen from them this year that would make you think, all right, it's a slow start, but they're going to turn it around? No, absolutely not. But that's not a good sign. That's not on Sean Payton. Not to me. I, I think with Russ, you can look at the numbers and they don't look half bad. I'd ask you this question. Who is Russell Wilson making better on that team? Because when you give away three first-round picks and whatever else they gave up, and then all of the money that they are paying him, wouldn't you expect him to make other players better? Isn't that the job of a quarterback? You would expect far more than what you've gotten. 16 against the Raiders is unacceptable. Only 12 second-half points against Washington. Like, at any point, if Russ was going to be the guy, he could have led a key drive in the second half of that game to try to stem the bleeding a little bit from what was happening. And they couldn't do anything in that second half. And then, of course, they had the two-point conversion to try to win it at the end of the game. That didn't go well. Yeah, yeah, I know, pass interference. Please, that's not the reason they lost that that game. And then they only scored 20 
against Miami, who, you know, let's face it, the defense is okay. It hasn't proven to be great just yet under Vic Fangio. They'll get better. But 20 in a garbage time game where Miami seemingly was probably going to let you score at least 30, and they'd still have won by 40 in that game. It doesn't speak highly as to what they're doing. It really doesn't. I mean, he has not played well, and they do not look well coached. And what we just saw this past weekend Quite frankly, that's an embarrassment. I mean, that's a rock bottom type oh, performance. Oh, that's beyond right embarrassment. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they they legitimately asked Sean Payton after the game how he felt about not just the embarrassment, actual words here, historical embarrassment. Yeah, <laughs> that was that game. I, I that's to me why in this instance, I have paid Sean Payton. The new owners are the ones who paid him. I have given him everything I have given him to try to win, and I think it has been set up from day one. I think Peyton walked in the door, looked at the situation with Russ, and said to them, I have to have the ability to get out from under Russ, and I'm sure they gave it to him. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.